The only constant in business is change. Welcome to Trends, Bends, and Opportunities, the show that explores business ups, downs, and possibilities. I'm Pat Lynch, and I'm a retired police supervisor, and now I teach and mentor real estate agents who are looking to stand out above the rest. My partner is Dr. Lauren Murfield. He's a former college professor who now works with business leaders, small and large, to do what they never thought possible. Together, we're Doc and the Cop, and we're here to help you think bigger, reach higher, and do what you never thought possible in order to deliver disruptive success for today's world. Let's go. And welcome to Trends, Bends, and Opportunities, the show that helps you and your business navigate through this next normal, new normal, whatever we're calling it. We're still not totally sure, but I'm Pat Lynch, and I'm your host, and I'm a retired police supervisor, but now I help motivated real estate agents stand out above the rest. My co-host is Dr. Lauren Murfield. He's a former college professor, but now he works day and night helping business leaders small and large do what they never thought possible say hello doc hello doc and hello to everybody else out there it is great to be back we've got a great show today and uh but before we do that and well let me say this we got a great show today but we got a really great show next week no no offense to anybody else but next week, we have got what I call in a Hall of Fame week coming. Because on Tuesday, we have Joy Mullerin. Ah, I'm going to mess up. Mullerin. Mullerin. There I got, got it. Who is the founder and executive director of Evermore. She is creating a national foundation for bereavement care. Because quite frankly, us in this country, we in this country, we really do a lousy, lousy job. At, uh, at helping people grieve and how, how to grieve. And she has taken upon herself, kind of like the people that started MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, Mothers Against These Others. Um, but then on Thursday of next week. Um, wow, we, I can't wait. We, what's that? I can't wait. Can't wait. We have got our first return guest, which is Dr. David Berman who is an infectious disease doctor from Johns Hopkins University, uh, John Hopkins Hospital. And he was fantastic the first time. He's going to be fantastic second time. So I'm looking forward to those two shifting to two. But Pat, before we introduce Mark today, can you tell us about this other podcast we're hearing good things about? I'll tell you what, it, it is uh, the best podcast that I've ever talked about. Um, well, it's at least the best one I've talked about today. Uh, maybe it's the only one I talked about today. No, it's called Holy Crap, How'd They Do That? And it's all about disruptive thinking. Uh, be sure to check it out called Holy Crap, How'd They Do That? Doc and I get together and we talk about uh, some of the things that happened in the past, some things happening now, some things happening in the future, but it's all about disruptive thinking. And uh, just check us out anywhere you listen to podcasts and be sure to like, follow, share, send up smoke signals, rent a, rent a Skyrider or something. We don't care. Just get the word out at wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, that's enough of a shameless plug, Doc. What about our guest today? Our guest today, but before we do that, I want to just point out, if you're watching this, you can see over Pat's, it's his right shoulder, is thinkingdisruptive.com. If you can't find the podcast anywhere else, 
go back and look at the recordings there. And the live recordings, they'll be, give us about seven to 10 days and they'll be up on there. But today's, today's just fantastic because we, you know, we talk about, um, we're going we're gonna to talk about to somebody who is really knows finance. And a lot of people are really stressed with finances. They don't know personal finances. They don't know what should I do with the stock market going up and down and sideways and this and that. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? So Mark Sherwin is CEO of Sage Capital Concepts. Mark, welcome. Yeah, hello, Lauren. Hello, Pat. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, great to see you again, Mark. Yes. Long time no see. It's been almost a week. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. I can tell you that. Always a pleasure with you too. Awesome. And Mark, go ahead, Pat. I was just gonna. I was gonna cut right to the chase. What's going on with the market today? I haven't looked. It, bull market, bear market. Uh, bear well, market. There's there's a lot of opinions on that. The market's going up and down, and it's always going to go up and down. <laughs> So, so Mark, well, there, it, there, there you have it right there. It's going to go up and down. We end the show right here then, right? The end. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly, exactly. So, Mark, what trends do you see? You know, we you go back to March 20th or so when the club shut down um, or thereabouts. What trends have you seen in the financial markets? Well, uh, the trends in the financial markets, the markets were crashing because of the uh, COVID. Uh, it had actually started to come down prior to that. Basically, the market has been going uh, straight up until recently since uh, 09, since the last financial crisis. And what we saw back then is something that we're seeing now, which is massive government stimulus. And so uh, a major threat to uh, people's wealth and in, in preserving, protecting, and passing on wealth. Yes, it's, it's how your investments are doing, but a, a major part of that is, uh, is taxation. And um, so that's one of the areas that I focus on. I do focus on you know, the alternative investments and what's going on in the market, uh, but a, a major part of, of all of this is, you know, what are we gonna actually owe on, on the back end when we really wanna start to access our money? Uh, and that's where taxes come in. <laughs> so when you look at the trends, let's let's just kind of, for those that haven't followed it, like Pat said, he hadn't even looked at it today. Where are we now compared to where we were, say, three months ago? Stock market down? Is it down quite a bit? Has it bounced back? What, what's the trend doing? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, the market did crash, uh, bottomed out in March, and it's come back. Now it's, uh, uh, you know, it's still down. Uh, but in reality, we're still up higher than where we were a couple years ago, and the market was reaching all-time highs. Um, uh, really, like I said, I, I yeah, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. The market will continue to go up and down. Um, there are uh, many people that think that the bull market has ended. There are uh, many other people out there as well that think that thinks that the market will always go higher with these with these dips, uh, and they call them dips, drawdowns. Uh, many people like myself would call that a crash. Uh, on a historical basis, we are still uh, very, very high above. Uh, it's called the regression to the mean. If you take uh, the average prices of the stock market over time, we're still 
you know, close to double over what that, what that average is over time. So we're, we're hot. We're about at the same level as 1929 right now. Um, as far as that, and most other high peaks are right around that level with the exception, uh, of, uh, the dot-com bust, it was around, uh, 130, close to 130% above. So in, as far as a trend, we're still very, very high. So we're, we're, it's scary, right? Because we're down from where we, what we previously were, but we're still doing a whole lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's bounced back. Uh, many times people can call that a. It's not a dead cat bounce. A dead cat bounce is you know a little quicker, um, but uh, never bounced a dead cat. I I I don't know whether that's. I, I I'm sure Peter would get on us if we tried to do the uh, uh, exercise, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of terms out there that guys in the financial world use, and that's that's one of them. <laughs> So well, unless, the, the old the old adage is unless you're taking your money out today or retiring tomorrow, it, it really doesn't matter right now as long as you've got a few more years to go or whatever, right? Well, I'm always uh, I always subscribe to the you know uh, to the point that you need to be involved in strategies that can handle you know uh, the ups and the downs. We want to participate in the upside. We want to minimize the downside. I personally, and what I share with my clients is that uh, we want to use evergreen strategies uh, that 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 can handle uh, both the ups and the downs. And so, I do not personally believe in long only um, because no one knows where the stock market is going to go. I will not predict that because no one can, and, and I don't agree with anyone that does do that. However, I do believe that there are strategies. In fact, I know there are strategies out there where you can hedge. So um, because the market does tend to go up over time, we want to stay invested. And so that's, you know, kind of goes along with the traditional views, uh, but, but we're also hedged, okay? So that we are protected to an extent uh, when uh, the market does inevitably go down. And um, getting back to the trends, yeah, the, for instance, one example is that people say that the market averages, you know, 8% a year, 9% or 10% per year. Well, it does. Okay. But I would call that a half truth because actually there are extended periods of time when the stock market averages about 15%, you know, and that could be over 10, 15, 20, 25 year periods of time. And then there can be five, 10, 15 year periods of time where the market has averaged zero or even slightly negative. So for instance, from 2000 to 2009, the stock market was essentially flat if you average it out. And so um, since no one does know where the market is gonna go next, uh, that's why I do believe in being hedged. Uh, the main factor, and we can talk about this, is that when things go down, it takes so long to get back to where you were, break even, um, that, uh, that having that by maybe decreasing your upside slightly, but, but eliminating or mitigating your downside, you're going to be far better off. And then a major point, which should come in is as you're getting closer to retirement, you're not going to have time to make that up. But then when you're in retirement, 
and you're actually withdrawing dollars, if you're withdrawing assets that have just fallen off 30 to 50%, you're not gonna be able to recover. And that's how people get themselves in trouble. Hmm. So what's the best way to hedge during all of this? There are numerous ways to hedge. Um, uh, many of them uh, have to do with uh, the use of options and there are a lot of turnkey situations out there. Uh, don't really wanna get into any uh, particular uh, uh, ways to do that, but it's, uh, it's not timing the market. It's, uh, staying, uh, uh always invested, always hedge. I'll give you an example. For instance, uh, uh, we can go out and buy, uh, you know, leaps. Okay. Long-term puts on the markets that, that would be one example. Okay. So, and, and so really what, what, what someone like you does is you customize the plan when, it, when somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I, I need some help you kind of come up with a customized solution. There's no such thing as necessarily a, a cookie cutter plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it depends on, you know, yeah, their age, their family situation. Um, what, what are their real goals? Okay. What, 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 what are they really trying to do? And it, it's not just whether it's college or retirement or passing on the business to the next generation. Um, it's that, that higher, that higher level, okay, goal, which which I call uh, finishing strong. We all want to um, to finish strong with our friends, our family, and in the community. So with the causes that we care about. So I know, Mark. One of the things you're kind of a disruptive thinker. That's what we kind of connected on, and the idea that uh, you know the stock market goes up and down. But Pat likes to bring up, uh, I think it's uh, Charlie Munger, who says the best way to make money is not to lose money. Is that the right quote? And uh, it's like there, there's some of that in, your, in the way you approach business, right? Or what, what you see is bending to these type of turbulent uh, markets. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, and uh, I call it the one thing. And so... What's the most important thing out there? Well, first we need to know, you know, what are we really trying to accomplish? And so for, for the one thing that I talk about, it's, it's having a safe and secure financial future. So we need to know what the, um, what the dangers are that are out there. The dangers are investment losses and tax. There are other dangers, but <clears throat> if you take care of those two, and for the purpose of this conversation, um, the one thing is, is not losing money. We lose money through taxation, we lose money through investment losses. So if we can eliminate and mitigate that, uh, we're gonna be uh, typically far better off. And taxes is actually one of the biggest parts out there um, uh, for when we wanna start to access our funds. If you're a Florida real estate agent and you are looking to stand out above the rest, check out Momentum Real Estate at winmomentum.com. That's W-I-N momentum.com. How much taxes, how much do you, are you hearing that taxes are going to go up? Because everybody's happy as a clam to get this uh, stimulus money and I hear that some people are expecting another 4,000 a piece or something. 
I can't keep up with it. I think Pat's writing all these checks, but uh, um, you know, we're hearing all this, and it's uh, it's like, how much is gonna are we gonna have to raise taxes, and who's gonna get pinched on it? Right, right. Um, well, most people think that government spending is out of control. Um, <clears throat> there's a, there's an example that I like to use. Um, David Walker, former comptroller um, uh, for the U.S. Budget Office. Uh, essentially, that means he was the nation's CPA. Um, with government spending, and this was starting uh, with the stimulus called quantitative easing, uh, back in the, uh, you know, 08, 09 period, 10, whatever, whenever it was, um, said that, uh, that at today's levels, uh, taxes across the board would have to go up 2.5 times uh, the levels of today. Now, that was actually back in 2011. And so the uh, national debt at that time was uh, $14 trillion. We are now at $26 trillion, okay? So um, we, you, you can kind of figure, okay, two and a half times across the board back in 2011, from 14 million to 26 trillion, um, that's, a, that's quite a jump. Now, the more recent stimulus here with PPE and CARES, okay, we all want to, you know, help stimulate the economy and we need to, you know, business, business has needed help with, with their expenses and all that. So, you know, we're, we're not against that. We're, we're against runaway government spending, but we're not against that, but we're already pretty far down that slippery slope, Lauren and Pat. Very, very far down that slippery slope. Mark, we had a couple questions come in uh, from Facebook and let me, let me ask, read one. Um, so, they're, they're giving a break on, uh, actually, I think that's wrong. They're, they're eliminating the penalty for early withdrawal um, from 401ks. Um, should I borrow money to pay off other debt since the penalties waived and the taxes going to have to be paid for three years? I think I know the answer, but, but Mark, what would you say to that, to somebody who's contemplating taking money from their 401k to pay off maybe their car or, or a, a student loan or something like that? There are so many variables in that, Pat. Um, I think the main thing with this, uh, this is a temporary uh, elimination of the pre-59.5% uh, penalty. That means if you're accessing your money prior to age 59 and a half in your IRA or 401k, um, you will owe number one taxes on it. And number two, you'll have that 10% uh, penalty. So that's what that is. So the CARES Act has eliminated that 10% penalty. Um, they have also um, allowed the deferral of the taxes on that over a three year period of time. So you would owe one third of the tax uh, in April of 2021, one third in April of 2022, one third in April, in April of 2023. So those are uh, excellent um, uh, incentives uh, to, to look at opportunities. Now, they did this because, you know, a lot of people have been, been hurt financially. So, you know, maybe they do need to, to dig into their qualified plans, which, you know, were meant for retirement. Um, yeah, if someone 
isn't able to meet their bills, you know, maybe they need to, to access that. Um, another thing to look at is, you know, what are, what are some of the possibilities out there um, for the people that don't need to, to access that money to make a house payment or, or, or pay the lease on your business or, or your car or, or whatever it is. And that's, that's another interesting fact or, or interesting thing to look at, the opportunity uh, that this provides. Yeah, I really, the, the thing that would concern me with somebody using their retirement money, like you said, this is for retirement. And so your car wasn't for retirement or your student loan or your credit card or whatever it was. And really all you're doing is a shell game. You're moving, moving pieces around and uh, you know, it's pay me now or pay me later. Uh, you could take the money out. And if, if you can't make your payments, you're going to lose your house or something like that, by all means, you know, it would be foolish to be sitting on the curb uh, empty handed, knowing that you had a lot of money in the bank, but couldn't touch it. Um, but of course you could touch it without this PPE and the CARES Act because you would just have to pay the penalty. Um, and so to me, to do it strategically, just because you can get to it without that penalty isn't a good enough reason to dip in. The, um, yeah, yeah, if someone's gonna lose their house, you know, or, or something like that, yeah. The, the opportunity would come in, and I like to, to look at the way that dollars are taxed, and, and I kind of call it a, a tax advantage table. Uh, there's, there's really four kinds of money that are out there. There's free money, there's tax-free money, there's tax-deferred money, and there's taxable money. And um, most people would agree that free money is preferable to tax-free money, and that tax-free money is preferable to tax-deferred money, and that tax-deferred money is favorable, more favorable than taxable money. Um, what most people are doing with their retirement funds is uh, allocating dollars to either their, four, well, either or both uh, their IRAs and the 401ks. That is tax deferred money. <clears throat> so, you know, once again, we all would like free money, but then what is happening is that people are skipping over what almost everyone would agree is the second best form of money, which is tax free money to put their money into tax deferred money. So um, what this would allow is, is for us to roll dollars into tax-free vehicles without, uh, we can roll uh, without a penalty into a Roth, but deferring that tax over three years is an opportunity out there. So um, essentially, what people would would then do is is have the ability if that account can continue to grow they've gotten that that amount of money <clears throat> um, uh, off the uh, off the tax grid so they can do that with a hundred thousand uh, dollars without to defer uh, the tax on that um, and, and you can always roll you know more the full amount actually into a Roth uh, with the knowledge that you would owe those taxes. But the opportunity here is that, that you would uh, move that money into a Roth. That money would not be subject to future taxation. So you, which might be a smaller amount right now <clears throat> uh, that could grow into a larger amount 
that uh, that is not that is not then going to be taxed. Also, with this, uh, if you've been hurt financially, uh, you may be in a lower tax bracket, so you can go ahead and and take advantage of that as well. So, um, and and also, by the way, this is this is uh, for people that have been hurt or their immediate family members have been hurt financially from this crisis. Uh, uh, most people have, but there are criteria for this as well. You would want to make sure that you're following that criteria here with your advisors. Well, and a lot of things that people have hurt, I think everybody suffered in some way or another. Um, you know, some of us are faring much better. Uh, some, you know, some people that I know have been out of work for three months and, and don't know, you know, and are about through their savings or were through their savings two and a half months ago. Um, and there's some of us whose bank accounts are a little lighter. Maybe our credit cards are a little higher. Maybe, you know, our savings are off. And of course, one thing that helped is for the few months we couldn't do anything, we couldn't spend a lot on things. So, you know, you weren't going out, you weren't going on vacation, you weren't going places. So you saved some money there. Um, is there ever a time where, a Roth doesn't make sense? Is there a time where a Roth doesn't make sense? The Roth is a fantastic vehicle. Uh, there are other vehicles that are out there um, that can provide uh, tax-free uh, benefits and you should probably look at those. Um, uh, there are three types of money that are tax-free, munis, uh, but uh, municipal bonds, uh, most people would, would kind of cross that off immediately because interest rates are slow, so low, you know, someone that's extremely wealthy that just wants a very, very small stream of income might choose that as a part of their allocation, but most, uh, most wouldn't want to see that. The second is a Roth IRA or 401k, so people can roll those out. The third is cash value life insurance, and that can be very, very beneficial for many people. Um, um, we're, we're kind of sticking with this conversation more with a Roth because the it's a kind of an introductory way as well um, to uh, to talk about uh, cash value life insurance as well because you're using essentially you're utilizing after tax dollars uh, to fund these vehicles so then you're off the tax grid with that with those dollars for for the future. So Mark, how long how long do you have to look at say the uh, cash value life insurance? How long do you need to be into that for it to make sense? How long do you need to be in cash value life insurance for yeah. it to make sense? Yeah, as far as a financial investment. You mean uh, before you can access your money? Yeah, that then, you know, you know, are you gonna take it out for five years? You know, as a senior citizen gonna take it out? What who's who's it fit best for? Once again, there are a lot of variables with this, so um, I don't want to make any blanket statements, but um, the way that people can access their money uh, through this is they can take uh, tax-free withdrawals um, and, uh, and they can also borrow um, against their funds. Their, the insurance companies basically utilize the cash value inside of the policies uh, as collateral for borrowing your, the, you're not borrowing your money out, you're borrowing money from the insurance company. Uh, and in reality, you can do that almost immediately uh, with, uh, with many 
with many companies and there are also different types of uh, cash value. There's whole life um, and there's indexed life. So um, different types of companies have, uh, many companies will specialize in whole life, many will specialize in indexed life. Uh, with indexed life, you're tying your returns to the stock market. You can both both can have different riders and and all that to to uh, if you want to be able to access the dollars almost immediately. Typically, uh, what you want to do is is let them compound and grow like you would any other investment. Uh, so we want to keep that straight, but uh, but there are ways that uh, people can utilize these things almost almost immediately. you're a business leader and you want to do what you never thought possible, connect with Dr. Murfield at murfieldcoaching.com. That's murfieldcoaching.com. Part of the thing that I do as an executive coach is kind of help people think outside the bounds. And I think you've given us some really good ideas there. But one of the things I, I think you touched on or Pat touched on it is the idea that maybe we don't need to spend as much. And, and when we're stuck at home, there's, it, you start to see, wait a minute, I haven't had to pay for this or that. You know, I'm, I'm not using them too much gas. We've heard promise from the uh, car insurance that they're gonna, they're gonna give us a little money back or something. But um, do you get into that at all as far as, um, you know, kind of lifestyle choice and you know, what is it that we're investing in? What is it that, you know, like we talked about buying a car. Well, if you've got a hefty, hefty loan on something like that, that comes, that's going to be some fixed loan that's going to come back to uh, hurt us. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you're, you're talking about, you know, debt. Um, you know, people, you know, it's kind of a, it's known that the less debt, the, the better. Um, I'm, I'm not sure about spending. Um, I'm not really sure what, what you're asking there. Um, you s one thing that's interesting about spending is that you would want to uh, plan for retirement that you're going to be spending about the same amount of money uh, as you do now. And, and in many cases, actually more because uh, you're, you're not, uh, you know, you're not spending eight plus hours at the office every day. So you're going to be you know, wanting to do more uh, than just sitting at home watching television. And so you're going to be out doing your favorite hobbies and, and activities, the sports you love, the travel, you know, seeing the grandkids and all that. Um, so actually what we see is that uh, the spending uh, actually ticks up a little bit uh, for uh, the people that have earned over $100,000 a year in the past. Um, and uh, so we would, you'd want to plan uh, so that you have the, the lifestyle that you have now. And it's, and I call it the lifestyle, lifestyle and legacy protection. Uh, and, uh, we go through that. So what do you think as far as, um, there's people are aging much better than they used to, you know, we're growing older, better, um, staying more active. And, uh, I'm seeing more and more people that want to keep working at least to some degree. Um, to me, that, that's a smart move if you're, if you're gonna 
keep making money in some way, shape, or form other than just the investment? Are you seeing more of that with your clients? Um, as far as the people that are retired, the majority of my clients that are retired, um, yeah, they're retired. And uh, so some may have, have hobbies or, or maybe, uh, for instance, uh, uh, a client that had sold his business to a son, he, he you know, helps them out, you know, here and there uh, when, they're, when they're both in town, things like that. Um, uh, the majority of what we want to plan for is so that the people are going to have uh, the freedom to do what they want, when they want. And, uh, and I call that walkabout freedom. So what we do is uh, we, would, we would figure out what that lifestyle, uh, what those projected figures would be, and uh, we model it and we can run various scenarios against, uh, you know, what happens if taxes are higher? What happens if taxes are lower? What happens if taxes are the same? Uh, what happens if, you know, the market continues to go up for another 20 years? What happens if it bounces around for the next 20 years? What happens if, if we, uh, you know, just get down to, you know, the average uh, uh, level that we've, we've seen historically since 1871. So what we'd want to do is, uh, is uh, model all those various scenarios, which we do, uh, so, then, uh, so then decisions can be made. And, and, and always there has to be flexibility depending on, you know, the way that things, you know, roll out over the years. But we can, we can get a good idea from, 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 from modeling, like I said, those, those variables of up and down markets, up and down tax rates. You know, I was, I was on an investment board for uh, a while and uh, we paid to have a stochastic study done for 20 years. And after several months and a lot more than a couple dollars, uh, they came back and said, well, there's about a five to 10% chance you'll be bankrupt and about a five to 10% chance that you'll be $4 billion. And uh, we were just over a billion, a billion two maybe at the time. And now, now, the, now we're hovering at about $2 billion. Um, so, you know, 80 to 90% chance that everything is going to be fine. We'll have plenty of money forever. Wow. I mean, I can't believe we paid so much to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. The the modeling, uh, the modeling can help your on that stochastics modeling. Yeah, to the to the ninety fifth percentile with the uh, with all that. And it's, one thing to be to watch out for is the outliers on those. It's called fat tails. Uh, uh, the the things that happen outside of that ninety five percent probability uh, happen a lot more often. Than, than what is modeled in, for instance, Monte Carlo uh, and all of that. So that's just one thing to, to watch out for. And that, but that's also, you know, it's not, you don't set it and forget it. You know, when people are putting dollars away, they're putting the dollars away. Then uh, they know the current events and they know just what you guys are talking about, the trends and the bends, you gotta be flexible. So Mark, what opportunities have come out of this that didn't exist before? I mean. Because uh, like Warren Buffett usually talks about, you know, he talks about not being overstimulated. He doesn't buy very much. But, um, but what he does do is he says, you know, when, when, people, when things are on the downside, that's time to buy. What is it, Pat, when he's something about fear? 
when others are fearful, be greedy. And when others are greedy, be fearful. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it works. <laughs> it works for him. So if, is there something now, the opportunity when, when everybody's so full of fear, people are scared to do this, scared to do that. Is there some financial opportunity that's come forth that that's emerged that we hadn't seen before? I think that um, the the major change, because once again, I don't like to try to time the market. Um, and in reality, people don't know if things are going lower or higher. Um, there are huge opportunities when there, it's called, just like you're talking about, when there's blood in the streets. Uh, for instance, when, um, you know, when, when oil was zero and then negative, you know, that's, that's kind of a time where, you know, oh, okay, there, there's probably an opportunity here. Um, but I think that after this, this long bear market, excuse me, this long bull market since 09, a lot of people get complacent. Yeah, exactly. That's it right there. That's it right there. <laughs> I hope I was holding him in the right spot. No offense, buddy. <laughs> The um, people when people tend to think in you know straight lines. Okay, when things are going up, they think things are going to go up. Things are going to be you know good. They're always going to be good. Um, this has reminded people that the stock market does go down. That crises do happen. You know what is this COVID thing? Okay, this came out of the blue. All right. So <clears throat> what I think that. Um, the a major thing is that people are once again like i said reminded and so maybe it's time to look at strategies that that can mitigate risk um both on the taxation side and on the uh investment side and having the ability to hedge uh uh can be quite beneficial because once again when you need to access that money uh if you have to access that money when it's when the markets are down, okay, it's going to be very very difficult to get back to break even. Very difficult. So the opportunity right now, and uh, from what I'm understanding, is that it's an opportunity to change your philosophy and maybe do a little more hedging. Yeah, yeah, I would I would uh, agree with that. Yeah, um, look into whether it makes sense for you to to move some of the qualified money into uh tax-free you know a roth being a prime example uh once again the an opportunity now is if you know if you're in the high 30 percent tax bracket for a lot of your your dollars and now you're a little lower than that take advantage of it um you know if next year you're you're back up into the to the upper tax brackets again um, you just got a lot of money off the table because remember when you, when you need to access that money, uh, in the future, you know, are taxes going to be lower or are they, are they going to be higher? Most people I talk to think they're going to be higher. Um, also many people think, uh, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't need this. Maybe they, maybe they've, you know, been successful business owners or, or, uh, top executives they say, well, I'm just gonna give the, my IRA to my kids because I have other funds that I can access. Well, they also have to think about RMDs. Be sure to like, follow, and share us wherever you're tuned in today.
those are the required minimum distributions uh, that people need to take at uh, 71 and a half now, whatever the number, it used to be 70 and a half now, they just moved it a year or so later. We can model that out too. It turns out to be an absolutely huge sum of money. Okay, the government gave us a, it, it's not a tax deduction on these qualified plans, it's tax deferral. And taxes are gonna owed, someone's gonna have to pay that tax. Um, it's either gonna be you through withdrawals, you through uh, required mis distributions, or their children. So um, a lot of people also say, you know, I'm gonna give it to my kids, they're, they're doing great too. One's a doctor, one's a professor, one, you know, is, you know, doing all this. Well, guess what? They're already in the upper, if not the top tax bracket. When they get that, that inheritance, they're going to owe tax on that. Okay. And, uh, and if they're not already in a higher, in the highest tax bracket, accessing that money that they're going to be forced to access and withdraw is going to push, not is, could put them in a higher tax bracket. So we're not only thinking about, <clears throat> you know, today in our retirement, um, but also if you're, if you're not planning to drain your IRA to the last dollar before you die, um, your kids are going to pay that tax. So you can do some proactive planning, get what dollars you want off the future tax grid um, so that you never have to pay taxes on it. And with these tax-free vehicles, including a Roth and uh, the cash value life insurance, uh, you, you've already paid the tax. You don't have to pay it. Your kids don't have to pay it. You just blew my mind, Mark. It costs money <laughs> to die? Uh, it doesn't cost you money. It costs your kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I don't care. Hey, if they Pat, have... we're, we're, we're in, we're in, we've got it made now. We can't afford to die, so that that's, means we can live longer. That's it. i got to keep working. I, you I, don't I, need to go I, to the doctor today. I, I actually have a friend who says uh, he has to work till noon the day of his funeral because he's so poor. So, like, like, and the funeral's at 10, right? He's got to take the hole just to save a buck. Yeah, yeah. More, more of those Viking funerals just, you know. I, I think you just answered the, que the other question that came in, Mark, is um, while things are down, um, this isn't the time to quit giving money to your 401k if you don't need to quit mon giving money to your 401k, is it? Well, there's, there's a lot of philosophies on that, uh, like dollar cost averaging uh, and things like that. And yeah, typically that's a, that's a good idea. You, you buy more shares when things are lower. Um, I'm, uh, there are vehicles out there, um, for instance, what we've been talking about with the Roth and, uh, and things like that. I prefer uh, the Roth to a four. Well, you know what? There's the Roth 401k. So look into that. Um, uh, many issues with the Roth IRA. Um, so there are some limitations and guidelines. You, you can't be making um, over a certain amount of money, 139 for an individual, 200 and change for a married couple. Um, um, and there are also limitations on how much you can put in, 5,500 if you're over 50, 6,500, you know, things like that. So there are some, uh, some limitations to those. Now, one thing that's interesting is that um, you can do something called a backdoor Roth, okay? So um, if someone has been contributing, if they haven't been able to contribute to a Roth because they're in a higher income or they just didn't think about it or perhaps 
they didn't talk to advisors who would show them the future taxes that they were going to owe on these things and they took the the deferral of tax um, you can move a traditional IRA or 401k into the Roth once again the Roth and the tax-free vehicles are utilize are utilizing uh, post-tax dollars so those so there if you do that conversion you will owe tax but once again up to that hundred thousand dollars right now you can defer over three years which is highly beneficial that that's that's awesome there's some really good stuff um clearly mark you know what you're talking about um what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you and if they have more questions or uh, what is what's the best way should they they reach out to you and see if you can help and if not you'll send them somewhere else or is there an ideal type of person you're looking for a dollar point average or anything like that yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for asking, Pat. Um, yeah, my website is um, is sagecapitalconcepts.com. So um, they can uh, check out the website. Uh, my email is msherwin at sagecapitalconcepts.com. And uh, the telephone number is 813-490-9126. And uh, yeah, we enjoy uh, having these conversations. Uh, can set up a, a Zoom or, or something like that. Um, I call it a, uh, an opportunity conversation. Um, we typically, uh, many times in, on an introductory level, you know, uh, we call it the 15 minute opportunity conversation. If we wanna talk longer, we can, but you know, just at, at an introductory level, uh, we kind of go from there. That's, that's awesome. Um, Doc, I know our time's almost over, um, but we are here each Tuesday and Thursday, right here live on Facebook with a special guest. Um, and you know, these are trying times, they're challenging times, but with challenges come opportunities. We've been talking about them with Mark for a while now, but before we say goodbye, Doc, why don't you give our listeners a challenge? Absolutely, before I do that, I just wanna say thanks to Mark for coming and sharing his knowledge, sharing his information. We know that the financial world, um, the financial discussions, sometimes for the people that really need it, they think it's the best thing ever. For a lot of people, they roll their eyes and say, oh, I don't want to talk about finance. But the bottom line, when we think about it, we got to think bigger. We think bigger and we look at it and we say, you know what, even if we're in really tough straits right now, now is a fantastic time to think bigger. So I'm going to challenge you to think bigger about your finances. Think about debt, think about taxes, think about where you want to be, like Mark says, that one thing, one thing from City Slippers. Um, figure out what it is you want. What kind of lifestyle do you want? And it's it's taking it to a whole nother level because if you're one of those that are flat on your back right now or you feel like you're kind of deflated, you know what? The best thing about that is the only way to look is up. You know, if you're laying face down on the pavement, roll over and look up because that's what you need to do. Don't mean to be harsh about it at all, but think bigger and then reach higher. Reach out to somebody like Mark to, uh, to see what are your options because even in these tough times, there are options that we didn't have before or we didn't see before. But for heaven's sakes, um, for heaven's sakes, don't let it, don't look at it and say the stock market's bad I'm gonna get out now. Don't be reactive, be proactive. 
saying, here's where we are, here's where we need to be, who do I need to talk to to get there? So think bigger, reach higher, and when you do that, when you're diligent about it, you will do things that you never thought possible. Hey, Doc, and, based on Mark's advice, I am going to invest in pork bellies this next week. Mm -hmm. Well, not really. really. Are you having a barbecue? Really I'll ribs. Over in a minute. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think he's going to invest in ribs, not bellies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the, the upper part of the belly. And, and if he does it right, he's going to bring me back some of those ribs. And uh, highly recommend it. Anyway, thanks again, Mark. Thanks for everybody that joined us. Thank and you, we'll Mark. Do our Thank social you, Pat. Distancing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, everybody. And our social distancing. Our jazz hands say right. thanks a lot. You can connect with us directly at TotalCareerGrowth.com. That's TotalCareerGrowth.com.